As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. I'm here, so... <laughs> I'm Shea Good Alexander, and I'm down to dunk. Howdy, Oklahoma. My name is Chet Holmgren, and I'm down to dunk. Dead gum. I'm Josh Giddy, and I'm down to dunk. This is Lou Dort, and I'm down to dunk. <laughs> I have. I is that like you eat them together? Everybody tells okay. him to get the bag of burgers. I need like a straw. Like. <laughs> Howdy. I, I'm a, I'm an artist on the court. This is Jay Will, and I'm down to dunk. My name is Kenrich Williams, and I'm down to dunk. It might be Aaron Wiggins. This is a troll. It's a troll. I'm trolling. Howdy, Papa. Because I, I think it would take away from who he is, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love Oklahoma. <laughs> I love Oklahoma to death. This is Lou Dort, and I'm down to Dort. Perfect. Good. Very good. I like the hat. You like oh, the yeah. hat? <laughs> Vava. This is J-Dub, and I'm down to dunk. I've been doing a lot of dunking. <laughs> Episode, episode of Down to Dunk. I am Luke. Join this evening with Jay. It's just Jay and uh, L Man and Jay. L Man and Jay, like I said on Twitter, is one of the most, I mean, maybe the most unique combination of. Uh, podcasters that have we've never ever we've done. never seen it before. We've never seen it before. Uh-uh. But uh, Andrew's sick. Taylor had kind of a. I don't think it was an emergency per se, but it was a, uh, you know, something that pulled him away. And Alex lost power. Some friend of his, and so here's what you get: is you get the L man and Jay. And so That's right. already. <laughs> That's right. Did you? Uh, did you get to watch any of the game tonight? I watched the whole game. Yeah. So the Thunder um, ended up winning 134 to 129 over the Utah Jazz. Great game. I mean, entertaining. Probably one of the the first quarter was, I mean, some of the best basketball I've seen Oklahoma City play in a very long time. Uh, huge highlights of this. I think Kaysen Wallace hit some substantial threes. 
especially there towards the end of the game. J-Dub was absolutely incredible. 27 points, uh, eight assists, three rebounds. He was four or five from the three-point line, 11 from 14 from the field overall. Shea was eight of 15, so still shooting pretty well. He had 17 free throws, made 15 of them, ended up with 31 points. Uh, and I thought Giddy was good as well tonight, 8 of 16 from the field, 3 of 3 from the free throw line, 1 of 5 from 3, which is obviously not ideal, about 20%, but he ended up with 20 points, uh, 10 rebounds, 6 assists. And so overall, good game from those guys. Chet was a little bit off. Uh, just, I don't know, man. He looks, out of all the guys, I think Shea looks a little bit injured and Chet looks a little bit tired. And so... Uh, what are you thinking, man? What what well, did you, you know, uh, any any his, overall thoughts? It is his first uh, NBA season, so he's not used to he's not used to playing like this. You know, you have to remember that. Um, and then uh, it was just crazy in that game. It felt like in the fourth quarter, it felt like there was not a missed shot between both teams. Like it was it was wild, and it, it was yeah, we the, were we were just making them and they were come down like we would like have this long possession and make it like do a lot of passing make a great shot and then colin sexton would just come down and just jam it straight down our throats every <laughs> yeah like we Colin have, like, sexton was was he, special tonight he ended up with 31 there. points yeah but it would be like we'd have like oh this long like full shot clock possession and they'd have like a three second possession and then it'd be back to us and uh it was just very interesting, but but both teams were playing out of their minds, I felt like. It was very, very good game. Yeah, and the Jazz have been playing really well as of late, uh, if not the hottest team in the NBA. They're one of the hottest teams in the NBA, and and they've they've kind of figured out how to play, and, and their lineup is is unique. They've they really don't play a traditional center at the uh in their starting lineup. They have John Collins who plays center. And then Laurie Markkinen brings a lot of size, obviously, to that. And so, but the Thunder, you know, one of the things I thought was the most encouraging from tonight's game is is there were a few moments where the Jazz went into the zone, which has historically been the offense killer for the Thunder, and and they really attacked it well, especially in that first half. But they attacked it well, doing a lot of action at the high post, moving Chet there. They they even tried to put Shea there for a little bit when they're trying to double team a little bit and. And Giddy can play that position. And then obviously they might, you know, maybe becoming my favorite player for the Thunder. Uh Vasa is it feels like just the right guy to help kind of move the ball around enough for uh a zone not to work very effectively. He's really your favorite player. Dude, I love him. It's it, really? not really like he's I mean, I, you know, Shea and Chet and you know J Dub J Dub obviously. J Dub is my favorite player. He's he's he was um he's phenomenal i think he's so well, great <laughs> his personality is pretty incredible but he, he what he's doing game after game is is pretty special and it feels like in the thunder fan base we obviously are aware of especially that fourth quarter run he had it again tonight uh scoring the ball well distributing well he is just he's fantastic like like special level of player in the NBA and, and yeah. watch them play together with Shea and dub having this kind of ability to, if one doesn't necessarily have it, the other can take it. It 
don't know. It's 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 been pretty awesome to watch his kind of rise over the especially over the last couple of weeks, it feels like. It's so great because like Shea takes so much defensive um attention that like it seems like teams forget about J dub so often and he he's great, man. He's he's I think he's very, very fun to watch. Um that I am I'm still very very high on this team. We're we're great. Yeah, and, it, and, and we had a we user. About, the, go ahead, go ahead. Well, I was just saying we have a user in the chat that asked if uh, he so he missed the game in live time. Should he rewatch the whole game or just watch the highlights? Um, I think it's a fun one to watch. I think it'd be fun. I think I would rewatch it. Yeah, I would watch it if I if I had the time and and just was sitting there, nothing else to do. I would, I would do it. Um. I but I, you know last week we were talking about like oh who could the thunder trade for all these things and it's like I think I came away from that conversation after thinking about it, it was like I don't think we need to trade anybody we're like um we what we have right now is so good and you don't want to mess up that that you know chemistry that we have and you know throwing a new person in there I'm afraid would yeah I think that's why if it, it, and it was hard because really Andrew kind of went through the same practice with us on Friday, McKelly on Monday, and then Alex on Wednesday and different kind of ways of doing it. And one of the things is obviously if there was a trade available to get Mikhail Bridges and uh, Cam Johnson from, or I guess, and or from the nets, that's something you would really have to think about. Uh, but you're right. Is it that is a dynamic shifter for the team, and probably for the positive. Both of them are good shooters. In theory, Bridges is one of those guys that is um, could be the, the. He, I mean, when he was in Phoenix, he was the quintessential three and D guy. And and if could he get back to that? I do think I agree with Alex's take on Wednesday, where he talked about getting him out of that primary ball handler role uh, would be something where he could maybe turn back into who he was. And I actually had somebody that asked the question and, and I'm not enough of a, uh, I don't know how they could figure out getting both Mikhail Bridges and Cam Johnson in a trade. I feel like they would have to give a lot for that, including guys. And, and you'd have to make the decision. Do you is to add Cam and miles or excuse me, Mikhail, that's a bad mistake, but to add them, would it be worth losing case and Wallace Giddy and three or four firsts? I don't know. I, I, I think what Andrew says is probably where I align, where I think Sam and, and the organization really just kind of want to see what this team looks like in the playoffs and then make adjustments. But uh, but I, I don't know. And I somebody asked that question about both of those guys, and I probably agree with somebody in the, po- in the comment section. It was Ricky Mickey had mentioned that, there's not really a need for both of them. And, and I agree with that, but uh, you know, just responding to whose question was this Andrew germ germaland. So, but are, are you watching the post game conference press conference right now? No, are you, are, you're not. I'm on a podcast OK, with you. Huh? Oh, I have it just on the back. I'm looking at it. The OKC logo they're using looks wrong. It's not one I think I've ever seen before. Is that, it's so well, it looks show, show us the video, man. Turn right, turn your camera around. Right here. See, this is why it's worth you subscribing on YouTube. No, I mean that's 
relatively standard. It's just got a little bit 3D to it. It looks it looks ugly. I don't like it. <laughs> but so, oh man, I got a quick question. So it is a if you're in Oklahoma City, you're aware of this. But if not, then you'll just have to deal with it for a second. But it is a incredible blustery. Windy. Blustery evening Blustery. here in Oklahoma City. Is your building is your building uh swaying? Um, no, you can hear it. I can hear it at least, like a just a little bit of like because a little bit of wind gets in, so there's like a little bit of a whistle, but it's not it's not creaking too bad. But but it's, if you think about it too much, it's kind of scary. <laughs> what? Uh, uh, so did you get to watch, and, and I've just got a few thoughts on those the L.A. games. Did you get to watch any of the earlier games this week? I know they were late. I did. I, I watched um, the Clippers game, and I don't think I watched the the other game, but I might have. Um, it was a long, it was a long, long week. Um, yeah, it I, was. That's, yeah, <laughs> that's my first thought is how like late games just threw my entire week off. Yeah, because uh, I did it. I finished like I think it was the Clippers game and it was like midnight. I was like, I gotta go to bed. But um Yeah. Yeah, but well, I don't kind of the the only reason I bring it up is I think as I was watching both of those games and the jazz games, is it's the Thunder's evolution. And I know this is like speaking about something that is very much should be understood, but you've seen the evolution of this team just in this season from from being in, in particular the last few seasons, like the Lakers and the Clippers, they really, really wanted that win against the Thunder. And that Lakers game is the one that the Clippers game was just a shootout. It was incredible. And Paul George went Nova towards the end. Yeah, the Lakers fun. game was the game that you could feel the the Thunder just weren't, they weren't the best version of themselves that evening. And that's a game that, you know, not that it matters, but but it's one of those games that might, uh, I don't know, come back to make you like regret. Man, that was a loss. Kind of like the Nets game, where now that we know how bad the Nets are, to see them lose to that game. But they're at this point, they're twenty eight and thirteen, halfway through the season, on pace for fifty six wins. That's spectacular. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. It uh and uh, I'd like I don't. <laughs> I don't feel bad about losing that Clippers game because like they, they were playing outrageously well. And so like it can, you know, if someone's going to, if someone's going to beat you, you know, they're playing like that. I think that's a, that's an okay game to lose. And, um, but just interesting. And then to bounce back and play like, play like this against the jazz, you know, we just don't have very many, we're just not putting up too many just absolute stinkers, you know? No, I, I saw some, I, and I can't remember who to give credit to, but I saw something after the Clippers game where I think the first, it was the first double digit loss that the Thunder had had since like October 29th. That's awesome. So they're almost always into it. And, and oh, yeah. I think that y- you could feel a lot of the, cause that Clippers game was on TNT and, and you could, Greg Anthony was the, uh, color commentator and and you could see like I don't know just the growing respect and admiration for the guys that are on this team 
And because yeah. I see in the in the chat, particularly a lot of people talking about J Dub is not getting the proper love that he's getting, and I think there's fairness to that because especially in this last latest run where he's playing at this unbelievable level, and but I do think it's just. Uh, in due time, the more that this team gets visibility on national television, the more yeah. likely you're going to hear a lot of dub uh, yeah. talk. And you're already seeing it from people that are less than casual or like more than casual fans. JJ Reddick's a huge, huge dub fan. The guys are talking about it at TNT. You're starting to see some of that really uh, get into it. It's just going to take a while before it gets to the level where he may get that yeah. actual all star, all star pub. But but he absolutely I- is good enough to get that. Cause, uh, cause, what game was it that was on national TV tonight? It was, it was the Raptors and the Bulls, wasn't it? Yeah, it was terrible. Like this game would have been awesome for national, for to be on TNT and uh, for national audience. And like, you have to think that the NBA is kicking themselves for, you know, underestimating the Thunder and not, you know, putting them on that. Like, I just don't because we don't have. As many national games, I don't think people have caught on to how good we are and just the the wider, like, J-Dub and people like that that are playing very well that haven't got that exposure yet. Yeah, and, you know, it's hard because it's as soon as we I start talking like that, it feels like I'm you know, like I feel inferior, like a fear, inferiority complex, and and part of that is just you know, I want to make sure that the guys get the praise that they deserve in some sense. And, and that'll continue to happen. And I don't know what the NBA does and I don't know how they shift some of this, but they have thrown out some rough games on national television. And there's a game like tonight where I, and I don't know what they, it's hard because the Thunder game is scheduled at eight o'clock central. So it's seven o'clock Eastern. It's it's, you know, 10 o'clock in the Pacific time. They would have to switch, move probably that game to the 9 o'clock hour, the 9.30 hour. And then you – so it's a lot of moving parts to kind of move that schedule. And and not to, you know, talk a lot about this, I know that there's also some of the stuff that's going on with the Warriors that have removed them from a few games that have been postponed, one of them being a Jazz game. So there's a lot of things that are going into it that I'm just wondering. Like, I can't imagine how hard it is – being a schedule maker and trying to kind of navigate all of that, especially when it comes to national TV coverage. And I know the Thunder do have a few coming up, uh, you know, that are going to be nationally covered, but man, it's the, the NBA should want to do everything they can to get this TV, this team in front of people because they are one of the most enjoyable teams in the NBA, tons of fun, beautiful brand of basketball. And, uh, it's in due time. It will really come. I just want to real quick is is over the last ten, last ten games for Jalen Williams, J Dub. He is uh, averaging twenty points per game over ten. He's shooting seventy two percent from the free throw line, fifty six percent from the three point line, and then sixty three percent overall in the last ten. Uh, he is his, Yeah, and his efficiency is what's been so impressive from this team. Yeah. That's what you're like, all right, well, higher volume is going to start missing more, but he's having more minutes, more time. And it has, I mean, none of that has changed. But he, when he's doing it, like in the fourth quarter, when he's doing it, it's, it's like comes so easy to him. Like he is out there just doing it. And they had a, there was like a pick and roll that him and uh, Chet had that blew my mind when it happened. It was just like, they 
just already have that chemistry, but to J.W. to be able to do it, it's just like it comes so natural to him. Like he's not like killing himself to do it, it seems like. I mean, I'm sure he's, I mean, you know, is, but it's just so natural. It's, it's, it's great. I love watching him in, in the fourth quarters, especially. And then Josh yeah, Gibbs, he's fast, he's fastest special. player to some, some record. He has a big pink jacket on in the press conference, but um, he's, he Was has it to a thousand assists. Um, I can I can rewind it because it. Ah, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. I'm assuming it's it's on Twitter somewhere. No. If I look for it, it was more impressive than that. Um, the fastest Thunder player to two thousand points, one thousand rebounds, and one thousand assists. Which That's uh, pretty impressive. Pretty impressive, yeah. Because he gets, you know, makes sense. Because those with those things, because he's, you know, gets uh, triple doubles all the time. So that does make sense. But um, and he, yeah, but he has been playing very well too. And so um, it's just, but the team. I just love how our team is playing. And, you know, it was like this time last year. Where it was like, hey, Thunder like actually pretty good. This like you know, beating expectations. It was like a little bit this time last year. And then um, just now it's just been such a very fun season to already be so, so good. Yeah. It's, it's the perfect time to be a Thunder fan. Yeah. I mean, this is like, I would say is the most fun this team has been. I know we've talked about like, is this team fun before with other teams? This team right now is fun. And, um, it's the most fun it's been for a long, in a long, long time. Yeah. And it's in, in theory, it's one of those things where it should hopefully just continue to improve. Like they're just getting started. This is Jalen Williams, J dub. And well, it's a second year. It's Chet's first year. It's unbelievable. Even Shay, even Shay is, is, what I would say a, on the younger end of his prime. And so it's, it's in theory, you know, I, as a Thunder fan, I know that it's always, you don't really want to say anything because you know, it can change so quickly, but Hey, I'm going to post something. If you're not following on social media, this is what J dub put on as his, uh, as his, can you see that Luke? I can. Yes. Jada put this picture where he photoshopped himself. Uh, you'll That's, have to correct me on the character. I think that who do you think it is? Because I know who it is. Uh, it, it's not. It's not Qui Gon, is it? No, it's not Qui Gon. Uh, Mace Windu. Anakin. Oh, it's Anakin Skywalker. Yeah. <laughs> um, That's see, <laughs> he's. I I love Jada because he's very online and and very funny. Um, I think he's. I think he's hilarious, but. Man, yeah, that, that's the one where he's actually got like one of the eyes is starting to turn. Is Anakin when he's kind of like he's kind of started? He's turning into Darth Vader, dark side. Yeah, um, yeah, but that uh, I think he's funny. I think he's a great. I, I he's he's my favorite player, but um, yeah, that that fourth quarter was nuts. It's like they it was just neither team was missing shots. It was so fun, and then but uh, Dagnall with with a rare challenge that, that he should have done <laughs> the wrong way. Like it was, that was wild. often like the challenge was successful, but it actually resulted in the jazz getting the ball. Yes. Yeah, so it's like, what? 
don't see him do that very well. Often. It, it's hard. It's like you're watching that, and there's like it looked like Laurie. It was off of Markinen to me, and but you're awesome. like, I don't know. There's this part of you where you're watching it, and you're like, how how can they make a conclusive decision that it was off of Kenrich Williams in that case? If if yeah. If it was anything, then you should say there's still not conclusive evidence to say it was off of this team or this team. So we'll continue with the dead ball. You know, challenge is unsuccessful. But the fact that it not only was successful, but it's successful in the opposite direction was yes. incredibly shocking. And man, I'll tell you, you could feel I I thought Mark was more animated in this game. I know he can get frustrated. He can make a lot like he he can get mad and and he says some stuff, but especially early on when they tried to challenge, I think it was Chet went up for a block and yeah, uh, I think it was Agbaji was trying to, I probably butchered that name, but he was trying, he kind of pushed off, which is actually something that dub got called for. or Somebody got called for in the game before. And as he pushed off, he made the bucket and, or, or got fouled and they were trying to challenge, but it went too quickly. They got the free throw line and Dagnall was trying to get the timeout, but the referees weren't paying attention to him. And so Dagnall, loses his mind in the first half and he he doesn't stop giving it to him until he finally gets a it's a um gets a technical and then as soon as he gets technical he just walks away you know so yeah um i i was not aware that that uh jazz's head coach was so young yeah will hardy yeah it looks yeah, like he's like should be coaching like an intramural team in a college because he's young and seems i'm sure him and dagnall are close but dagnall uh is seems older than his age yeah the fact that dagnall is four years younger than me is just shocking to me i think he's my age isn't he 30 isn't he 37 38 i think 37 that's wild yeah i know it really is insane like it's still one of the be the funniest storyline to me is whenever if Dagnall gets coach of the West and goes in and LeBron's older than him, which I know is probably <laughs> if we go back in our history is not the, you know, not the first time that's ever happened, but it's, it's uh, it'd be feels unique to me. That, that does. That's, that's hilarious. Um, Cause I, I, I could see it happening. It, uh, interesting, but um, Hey, let's, uh, let's just roll through some Twitter questions. I want to take a, uh, I want to take a quick break. Hey, Let's see if we can. Uh, but yeah, I have a, I, I have a deep dive real quick. Oh, hit it! You're you're on Twitter, right? Yeah, sometimes. I think that the, have you seen stuff for the new that new TED TV show? Uh, not really. I've seen a lot of it, and people are like, "Oh my gosh, this is the like." Turns out this show is actually really good, and. Like, a, I think that show or Peacock or whatever is paying people to tweet about it because I see a lot of people that are like, oh, my gosh, this is so funny. And they'll post a clip from it. And it's like, you have to see this. And you post and like the clip is not that funny. And so I think they're paying people to do that. And it's just like they're trying to, you know, build like whatever, you know, uh, that's like they put a, I think they put a lot of money into that for their advertising yeah kind of a yeah like a grill like call that not ground level but like a guerrilla marketing yeah like, yeah, yeah, thank yeah. You. i think that's what like grassroots trying to create a grassroots <clears throat> but it's like 
the clips I've seen, like, there's hardly any jokes in the thing. They're like, this is the funniest show. Turns out this show's actually really funny. It's like, this this has, like, maybe one joke in it. And it's like, this is – so I think they're paying people to do it. That's my that's yeah. my. Idea. It's the first time I've been able to, to talk about that. I haven't had anyone be able to tell it yet. So, Luke, so, uh, I'm going to put it up here in the chat, man, from the chat. Uh, Matt A., roommate watches that ted show and he says it's like in real life family guy huh it's pretty funny yeah but uh i'm assuming it's seth mcfarland's doing the voice of ted still and then yeah i don't know i'm assuming they couldn't pull mark Wahlberg in for this one well it's a prequel so it's like oh okay so like the guy who has made ted become alive is in like high school so it's, it's so it's a prequel. So it takes okay. like, an, or, it's a real origin story. It's kind of an origins. No, it's not an origin. It's not an origin story, but it's like just their early years. Um. So yeah, but it's will I watch it? Maybe. Not. Yeah, but say I feel like the only way you can truly give us a take on it is to maybe give it a give it a watch. Yeah, I'll watch it this next week in South Thunder Games, and I'll talk about it all next pod about that. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. L Man's deep dive is just uh his his uh review of the hey, new Ted show. I, I all the Ted's. I don't even know if they're doing it one at like they're releasing one episode at a time and they just put them all on. I don't know how they're even releasing it. I know nothing about it beyond that. I think what's the same tweet about it. What do you think about like what's your honest feeling when you turn on like Max and True Detective comes out one at a time? Um, I like it. Because, like I like the old True Detectives, I really liked that. I, I used to really like when HBO was an entity that existed, and like their HBO Sunday nights were really good. I liked sitting down and like watching all my HBO shows. Um, so I so I liked it. It was kind of like appointment, the last of appointment, like TV. You don't but, feel you don't get you don't get annoyed by the fact that you have to wait now that you can binge watch an entire season in one sitting. No, because now like if I feel like if, if they dumped it all on one, then it's bad. Like Disney plus just put out the new, their new like echo show, which is a Marvel. Like, like it's a character from Hawkeye from this. And it's like, they, there's five episodes and they released them all like January 1st. And it's like, well, this has to be really bad. They're just, and I've heard it's terrible. So yeah, that they're, they're done all they're, once and make it a big deal to like grow naturally. It's like, it's bad. Disney okay. is, uh, is struggling. Yeah. I, I, it's, uh, it's real. Like one, it's it's so strange to like that they've just like totally ruined Star Wars in like record time. It's like it's I, I could talk I could I could I could talk about it a lot and, and I think they're kind of they're kind of trying to do the same like they're kind of ruining Marvel real quick with just shoddy like bad stuff like they just put out all the marvel stuff like all the the 
Disney Plus shows have devalued like that brand and those movies so badly. I think that they've they have a huge. I think they have a huge problem on how to fix it, and I think they've completely ruined Star Wars. Andor was good, but um, but all the and so I don't know. I could talk about it a lot, but it's 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 wild how fast they've crapped like george lucas star wars was like my favorite thing growing up the first three movies great but and george lucas made three like bad movies and those movies compared to what they're putting out now for star wars look like great people like fondly remember them in a way that i do not think people are going to be like oh yeah season three of the mandalorian oh my gosh i was raised on season three of the mandalorian they're not going to do that it's bad it's cheap they're bad writing it's cheap it's it's kind of just corny i think and uh and those 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 prequel three prequel movies were not good at the time but people look back and like love them you know i think the only people that love them are ironically talking about them no but no no because i think it's one point yes it was that but it's like anything if you are ironically liking something you at some point just turn around to just honestly liking it i think like i used to, that's how i got into wrestling professional wrestling at the beginning i would go and watch it with my friends ironically and make fun of it and then pretty soon i was watching raw every single week by myself because i liked it so i think like yes it was ironic oh, haha they're so bad they're they're funny but now it's just like no people just like them because they're like they had they had like a huge cultural Jar Jar Binks. Well, I think they just had a cultural imprint in a way that stuff doesn't now, you know, like I saw each one of those movies at midnight and, uh, you know, that's just what I did. And, and I think a lot of people did. And they, they were like a cultural moment. I thought in the way that like yeah. now just stuff can't be in the same way. I think. Yeah. You were trying to get well, to Twitter. Was- or 15 you got two, you, you got two <laughs> deep dives back to back. So let's take a quick break. We'll, we'll come back with some Twitter questions. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. 
And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. All right, and we're back. Our first question is from at Malden Den or Mall Den Den. Uh, do you think there is a legitimate interest from the Oklahoma City Thunder in drafting J Dub's brother? So, if you're unaware, Cody Williams, Jalen Williams' younger brother, is a six foot eight uh, power forward or small forward, probably for Colorado, the Buffaloes. And so he is highly recruited. I think most mocks have him going between anywhere between five and 12. And the Thunder have obviously seen him or paying attention to him and are aware of him. I I don't know. It's a priority. I'm not the draft guy. That's obviously Andrew McKellie. And, and obviously they'll, I mean, they will do a ton of coverage of these guys, but if he fits the mold, you can assume as a person that he's got a lot of, similarities to J-Dub, but I, I don't. I couldn't tell you anything about his skills on the basketball court. I know there's some that are even listening now that have more kind of an insight to him and what he brings, but I mean, sure, yeah, I think the Thunder would be interested in him. Yeah, I, I don't know. Wasn't it, didn't the Thunder bring in Kevin Durant's brother for one training camp? <laughs> this is light years different. Light no. years different. Oh, but, but um, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't even know if that'd be cool. Like maybe it would be cool, but like it's, it's going to be really hard because J, J dub is so good. And if his brother's not, it's going to be like, it'd be like, it's, I think I, I wouldn't want it for him almost because it's like such high expectation because you have one, you know, one brother so good. I, and I know nothing about this person, so I don't know. Maybe he's phenomenal, but yeah. Well, so it was Tony Durant, and Tony played on their, I think it was a summer league team, and he was not yeah. a very good basketball player. Yes. Does not have, am I frozen? No, I don't think so. But uh, Tony didn't, Tony didn't have the body that, that uh, NBA basketball player does. And Cody is like legitimate, like unanimous elite level guy, one and done kind of thing. And so he's a, they wouldn't just draft him for the fact that he is related to (laughs) J-Dub. The Tony Durant thing was wild. Uh, All right. (laughs) The next question comes from at Alex underscore bowler. Jack. Uh, who asked a question, what is the worst dessert? The worst dessert. You know, I'm really not a huge fan of pie. I'm really not. I don't love pie. I know you're I know you're a pie guy. You like pie. That's me, man. I know. I'm just not I'm just not a hundred percent in on pie. But there's probably something worse. Um, what do you got? Pie, cakes, cookies. I don't see cookies as a cookie is a snack. Cookie is not a dessert. So it's cake. really just pies and cakes. 
pies and cakes, but also like a like a tiramisu, like a like a sorbet ice cream after a to do samurai Ooh, ice cream. Ice cream's a good one. Show show guns. Um, so, that, is there a specific I, pie you don't like? I really, I, and I do sometimes fruit have cake, fruit cake. But I'm, but I'm fruit cake would be really bad. I, I don't even, I don't even, I don't think I ever had it because it sounds so gross. But I'm like, I like if I'm having pie, I'm having a very skinny, skinny piece. I'm not cutting myself a big fat piece of pie like pumpkin pie. I'm not wild about. You know, that's what I'd say. We got some dark chocolate out here. We've got some. Uh, that's about it. Fruitcake, snow cones. Oh yeah, snow cones, shaved ice. Snow cones. Snow, snow cone is a treat. It's not a dessert in my in my mind. I would never after a meal go. I need a snow cone. I guess you the know? question is what's your what's the worst sweet? What's then you the could say those things. Eat. Yeah, like sweet thing, sweet treat. Sweet treat. I just think that's different. I think that's a different question. But um, I don't know, like a bad candy bar, you know, like a hundred, like a hundred grand or an almond. So joy. good. So good. <coughs> All right. This is obviously controversial. So next question is from at etuck 77. I'm someone who paid attention, but is a bit too young to remember much about James Harden in Oklahoma City. Could you talk about how good he was and if you think J-Dub is on that level or could get there? Well, here's what I remember. He was very good except in the playoffs. In the playoffs, he was crapping the bed and was kind of a non-entity. Would you agree with that? It was really just the finals. He he was not great in the finals, but he I mean he was huge against the Spurs in, in the Western Conference Finals. I guess it's like the last that was the last series that and he was so he was not good. And um and we did not win it. And uh so that's that's the last like that's the last thing I remember really, you know, was that he was not very good. And well it, so Harden the thing that was Harden was a great basketball player. And the thing that was so special about Harden, and I'm going to try to articulate this and I'm not sure it's going to come out well, but if you weren't aware is the thunder team from that first kind of iteration and the Oklahoma city thunder fan base, we kind of were growing all together and there was all sorts of different like social media was really like Twitter was just starting to get popular and they were very much on it. And so you would see different things and yeah, you know, the Burlington's videos. So, so at that point, like James Harden, it wasn't just his skill on the court, which was special. Him and Nick Collison had an incredible uh, two person game. James was like, I mean, he's, he's James Harden. Like you just, he had a different way of playing basketball. It was fun to watch. He was, he was just a killer player in so many ways. But the thing that, that uh, about James Harden that it doesn't feel like we're quite there with this new team is it was the it was the cultural side of it, like the his beard. Like there were buildings that had beards yeah. like decorated on them and and obviously had the Daily Thunder uh train leaf shirt that had the the big beard on it. And it was like yeah. he 
it was the it was all the other stuff around James that also made him so special. And I'll never forget, man. I was I was sitting at I was actually at the OU Notre Dame game. Like I said, Twitter was really early, and I don't even know if I got the tweet or if I just heard like somebody talking about it and figured out what was going on. Man, that was a hard night. And I remember yeah. even the night that he was traded, just thinking, like hearing about the return. I'm like, I like Kevin Martin, and he's been a thunder killer. And maybe the idea of Jeremy Lamb is something and future picks, but it hurt. That was a bad one. Yeah, yeah it was, and it, it sucked. It sucked so much about after that trade because it was so much like I feel like Bill Simmons was talking about it for like for like five or seven years after that. But the, the cool thing about that time, like specifically with how new like Twitter was, I remember at that time, I think I was in, I was in law school my brother was in high school, but was 16 or 17. So could drive. And they like James Harden would just be like, I'm bored. I think I'm going to go play laser tag. And my brother and his friends were like, Hey, we got to go play laser tag and would go to like the only laser tag place in Oklahoma city and James Harden would be there. And he has like pictures of him and his friends playing like after the match, having played like four games of laser tag against James Harden and his friends. And they'd be like, Hey, like James Harden would be like, oh, I'm bored. I'm going to go to the mall. And my brother would just go to the mall and see yeah. Russ or KD there. And it, so it was, it was pretty cool because they, they seemed you know, now these are like famous people that are living like famous people lives. But then it was just like, they're young. They're in Oklahoma city. There's nothing to do. Um, they, we don't have a media system that's like New York or at, or California. That's going to follow them everywhere. Like they're just like out living their lives and just doing their thing. And, and so it was, it like the only it seemed like the only thing they had to do was hang out with each other and um just like hang out because that's all they had they didn't they were yeah. at that time even in oklahoma city thunder you know just haven't gotten there like bricktown wasn't like what it is now and has developed didn't have as many places to go literally at that time there's like one bar to go to and that was really it and um so there was nothing to do and so those guys all just hung out together and um and so it was really cool and um and yeah it, it was just like stuff and people were like just starting to latch on to like harden as like a like personality and like he was everywhere he was a huge part of the the team's advertising and just businesses growing on to him and then that next year he was gone it was like Ugh, it just feels like that was such. Um, it was just a miss. It was just a miss. It was. I, yeah. I I think if you compare him to Dub, which is the easy thing to do in a lot of ways, right? Just because they kind of maybe are the third piece, but I would actually say Dub may be the second piece, yeah. especially the way he's playing right now. But I, I think there's, and this is a bold, like way prisoner of the moment take, but. I think there's no reason to assume that Dub can't can't get to to a elite level like James Harden did. James Harden was a an MVP, potentially an almost a two time MVP, Hall of Famer. I get all of those things that make you think, well, that's kind of a hot take. But the things I'm watching Dub do as a second year player, 
are incredibly impressive uh, I mean, and, and feel very similar to some of the way that we saw James Harden excel well, in his second year as well. I think there are a lot of teams right now that CJ Dub and be like, we could bring him to our team and make him the focus of our offense if we wanted to. They totally could. The thing that I think the Thunder have learned from James Harden as compared to J-Dub now is at Harden, they were having forcing him into that six-man role in a way that I think that they should not have. They should have had him um, not do that and, you know, start and play as much as, you know, make that work um, in a way that now they're just saying, you know, J-Dub's, you know, the third best player on our team or, you know, some nights the second, some nights the first, he's in the starting lineup where they can coexist like this. Um, I think what helps that is Shea playing with uh, Schroeder and Chris Paul that one year to learn how to really spread um playmaking and ball handling amongst and share in that way. And so it helps him get J-Dub involved. And it's not like my turn, your turn, like it was with uh, Katie and, and Russ. And so I think it really helps and that there's like, no, our best players, they're playing together. We're going to make it work. Our offense is going to be, you know, it's, it's going to be much more of an offense and not just, you know, hero ball. Yeah, and some of that is not even necessary. Obviously, you have to have the right players to do stuff like that. But some of that is also just the brand of basketball that this team likes to play. Like tonight, they ended up having 36 assists, but I think 20, gosh, they had like 20 some odd, 24 in the first half of tonight's game. And they were, they just, they passed the ball really well. They're very unselfish, but at the same time, like we say that, it, Shea is still averaging a ridiculous amount of points, has as many 30-point games this year as anybody in the league. Like, so it's not that it it's he's not getting his, it's just the truth that the way they play the ball it, or play yeah. play the game as the ball moves around. I mean, and they're scoring a ton of points, 134. They're in top five, six in offensive rating every single, you know, game. They're playing elite level of offense, it feels like. So much so that when there aren't, you feel like something's broken. Like, oh God, we got to yeah. sit everybody and all that stuff. But it's you just watch this team play, and that's why it makes it to where y- you hope Dub will feel, you know, like hey, I can be here and be successful, yeah, both individually but also collectively as a team. And it would be something that sustains him, you know, to stay. Because yeah. you're right, there's a lot of teams out there that would love to have Dub as their primary guy. Yeah, it's uh, I I think so too. It's just so interesting because like the the personality of these guys is so different than like those Katie Russ times, and I'll probably it's um different just because I'm now so much older than them. You know, I'm 15 years older than than the guys that we're talking about now, and when it was Russ and KD, like. I was close, so much closer to their age. And like that time when KD went down to OSU and played um, intramural football and like stuff like that. So I'm sure people that are younger, maybe that are listening to us are like hear about them more and like maybe see them out more or like know people that they're hanging out with. But now it just seems like I, their personalities are just so different and they just, seem 
I don't know what it is, but less, less, uh, like more focused on basketball. It's yeah, like- and they feel a little not. I mean, they're not as they're not as close. Like, and not not together, but as far as like the proximity of the fan to the team feels a little more like a professional sports team versus a group of guys that play professional sports that are in your city. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it feels like you could, those guys were because of their act less accessible maybe is what it is, but yeah, it might just be the fact that we are older, you know, like, yeah, that's probably 15 years older than so. I think that's where I'm leaning to like they're, they're 20 and 21 and, and now I'm 37, you know, that's probably it. Yeah. Um, because I remember being like, I remember being like 21 or like 22. And I saw like one of my friend's older brothers out at the bar who was like 29. And I was like, what is he doing here? Mm-hmm. <laughs> he needs to go home. He is too old <laughs> to be out at the bar. And uh, well, it's the same thing like when you had your teachers and they were, you know, mid to late 20s, and you're like, oh my gosh, they're so old. Yes. And then you like graduate high school and you're like, oh, you're like three years older than me now, you know, like, <laughs> yes, uh, yes, that that is um, that is mind blowing. So, yeah, it's probably not. all right. So, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask a few more questions about uh, things that are non basketball related. This is about the maximum level of content you're going to get from the two of us tonight. And uh, the first one is, Luke, what is the spiciest food you've ever eaten? This is from at the IHWO. Man, I, I, Twice, God. I, I don't handle spice just really well. I get sweaty. And, um, <laughs> and so spiciest thing I've ever eaten. Like I would never, like those one chip challenge things. I would never, ever, ever do that. Um, uh, spiciest things. When I was little, I had like my cousin brought like these chips that he loved from Texas that were like so spicy. And I think it was probably that it was this is, And the only way like to avoid the spice was to eat more of the chips. I felt like I was very little. And uh, it's probably that, but like spicy warheads are sour. That's a different, that's a different, so it's not spicy. Probably those just as a super spicy chip, but I, no, no. Oh, okay. No, I have it. It was before the John Mayer concert in uh, the last one he went down in Dallas. I was with my, I met my friend before and his wife and they were at a Mexican restaurant and he had this like thing of like, chip and salsa and it had like one pepper in it and i was like i'm gonna eat this and i ate the one pepper and it nearly killed me i almost threw up it was i uh so i like spicy food and i get pad thai from a place here in edmond called thai delight it's really good and uh i asked for their top spice four or five stars whatever the whatever top is And, and most of the time like if i'm eating in the restaurant i can handle it this one was, I, I had to stop eating and put it up. Yeah, I had and to. And then the next tonight, you know mm-hmm. what my level was? Zero. Zero. And then the other thing is we always have a chili cook-off at our, at our church. And we do a, uh, for the last couple of years, we've done promotional videos 
by using hot, uh, the uh, hot ones, you know, the hot ones that YouTube yeah. Yeah. guest show. Yes. So we bought, I have like the whole line of those, you know, like I've got, and I had the bomb, which is that one towards the end, the bomb. It's the yeah, worst yeah. tasting thing I've ever had. And it was absolute fire. And so that's probably the spiciest two things I've had. That's terrible. That sounds terrible. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty, actually it's, it's a lot of fun. All right, Luke, any other closing thoughts on the Oklahoma city thunder as once again, they got a, a great victory on the road tonight, beating the Utah jazz 134 to 129. And then uh, obviously this upcoming weekend on Saturday, they play the Minnesota Timberwolves at seven o'clock in Minnesota. Then they get a couple day break, which in this little run feels substantial so they get sunday monday back off here and then they play against the blazers at home on tuesday the 23rd which might feel a little bit like an off game like i would not be sad if they just said shay after the wolves game we're gonna let you sit these next three you know so then he could get gosh well it's the blazers and the spurs back to back so wednesday oh. night next week they play the spurs uh yeah I don't have a final thought. Are you miffed and are you piffed? I am a little miffed and piffed. My son. Uh, my son. My son. My son is has tested positive for COVID on Monday. Oh. And so we had to like isolate him and we've been doing this like yeah. we stay downstairs and he's upstairs and yeah. it's just the limbo, man. If It's like we've been waiting and now I think we're clear enough to where it's like, yeah. I feel pretty confident. And so, but at the same time, it's like been the freaking coldest weather and not oh, yeah. so stupid windy. And oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, are you dripping your faucets? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm just ready for the spring. I'm ready for this spring time, and summer. This time last year is when my, um, the fire suppression system above my unit in the, the unit above my unit burst. And so it just inundated me with water about a year ago. And so, well, we're dripping over here. But uh, and so we're about to get through it without without any bursts in my building, which is which is good. So I'm I'm uh, grateful and blessed for that that because it sucked last year. Um, oh, we we got a question in the chat before you finish with your Mifton P. This is from Davy Boy ninety seven. He's from Melbourne, and is it Melbourne? And uh, he's coming. I don't know. Okay, and he's coming down from Oklahoma City in March to watch a couple of games. Any suggestion on what else to do while he is down here? So what do you, like, if you're bringing somebody into town, number one, we've got great restaurants, so go eat yeah. some fun places. I would, uh, say, uh, I would say to go would be, um, like, Aishans. It would be uh, yeah. a fried chicken place that's kind of outside of Oklahoma City. It's, it's north. Yep. Okarchi. Okarchi, and it's about... Uh, you know, 30, 45 minute drive. Um, just, it just spelt E I E I S C H E N apostrophe yeah. S. Um, just a unique place that, um, is, you know, people travel from Oklahoma city to go there and make a big, make a big event out of it. And, uh, just a unique place that kind of been out of the way. Like, I don't think we've ever told people to go there. Alex, last time he was in town, I know he went and, um, just an interesting place and good, a little out of the way place that like local people would know but not necessarily say you should go there um i think that is a good idea um 
Yeah, Lawrence Field mentioned the butcher shop in, in Wellston. That's a barbecue place. It's pretty good. They have kind of unique hours, so yeah. look for that. Uh, and then as far as things to see and do, if it's a nice day, Scissor Tail Park's kind of fun if you want to walk around a little bit. There's a couple. There's a It's called Social Capital. It's a tap house that's just to the west of it. It's pretty neat. Burger place called Spark. Yeah. Omni Hotel has a couple restaurants in different places right there. It's a pretty neat little spot to go. I I think the 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 uh alfred p murrah bombing memorial and museum is a if you want to know oklahoma city that's an important place to go yeah if, they you, also if, you, were, a, if you were coming from outside of the country to come i think that would be an interesting um place to go that's the place that they have um all the thunder players like when they like it's the first thing that they do is they go and tour that just to kind of get an idea of the history of the city and how far we've come and i myself have never been to it but um, I would, if you're coming, because I could go, I could go at any time, so I never go. But if you're coming right. in, it would, be, <laughs> it would be a cool thing to see, just to kind of get that perspective. Um, There's also it. the Western Heritage Museum, what we used to call the National Cowboy Hall of Fame. And it it feels very, like, coming from Australia, you're going to come in and you're going to be like, is this... Like we aren't as as country and western as that feels like, but it's still a pretty yeah. neat museum worth, it, worth going to check out. Yes, I took that's why I took um, the bar exam, so I have just horrific memories of that place. But uh, without having that baggage, I think you'd really enjoy it. Um, and then um, it's March, so Whitewater Bay and Frontier City will both be closed. <laughs> have you been to Factory Obscura, the Flaming Lips place? Uh, I have not, but I've seen it and, and I, and I, it's a, it is a place I would tell a certain type of person to go. Um, interesting if it looks like, kind of like, uh, like those Vegas places that are like, like kind of looks like you need to be doing drugs to really appreciate it. Yeah. Just gotta say it. Um, I would tell a certain type of person to go there. I myself have also never been there. Um, Me neither. Couple of good. Bre- there's go, good breweries all over town. Go and eat. Um, try to eat it if you're looking for like a nicer time to have a dinner. Go to Vast. Maybe it's in the um, the tallest building downtown, and you get just really cool views of. Um, you also got to hit up either Cattlemen's, which is Cattlemen's is the steakhouse that's kind of like famous, but it's not the best. Yeah, uh, I, the ranch steakhouse, mahogany. Cattleman's yeah. going to be a little more affordable, but that's that's the kind of suggestions I would say, just because it feels like Oklahoma. Um, so you'll also, enjoy it. Go to the Plaza District just to kind of yep. see that they have an arcade. Paseo, Paseo as well. Yeah, yeah, Paseo, and they uh, Plaza has like an arcade um, bar that's I think called Up Down. Um, they have a bunch of bars there, a bunch of little local shops. That's where the mule is and the press that we talked about a lot that have mules, um, grilled cheese sandwiches and, and the press is more like just general food, but comfort they have food. Yeah. Comfort food. Yeah. And it's, um, both are very good, um, places to go. I think that's what I tell people to do. Check that out. That's walkable. That's walkable. Kind of those two places are probably as walkable as Oklahoma City gets. Um, yeah. Um, that's what I all right, that. Luke. Are you miffed or you peeved? Um, no, I'm not. I'm G and B because none of my pipes have burst. 
Nice. Somebody yeah. just mentioned John Williams mentioned Marte. Mar, I'm going to butcher the name Marta Lau, which is down in the plaza. It has excellent Laotian food. And I've heard like so many oh, people mention that. I have uh, heard. I haven't been either. I've heard it's very good, um, but I have not been either. Le- but I don't, I don't really know what Laotian food is, but I want to try it. I've heard it's um, awesome. You should try it. I'm assuming yeah. it's maybe got some heat to it. Maybe Mel- Melbourne, Melbourne, Australia. I think it's Melbourne. Melbourne. I don't know, but go to um, I take go like down to Norman and walk around OU's campus. See what OU's like. Go go if you want to up to Stillwater and see Stillwater, like OSU's campus. I think those campuses are nice and impressive and cool to walk around if you've never seen them before. Um, I think that would be something something to do. Don't you? Yeah, be fine. I guess. I don't Melbourne. Know. Melbourne. Melbourne. Okay. All right, friends. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. And uh, Andrew will be back on Monday with McKelle. Back to your regularly scheduled programming next week. We'll be back with FryPod as usual. Thanks for sticking with us as uh, the L Man and I. Probably a one, one and done. One and no. done opportunity. Love this. It was great. We're- but we're going to go a different direction for our next pod. We're going to talk more pop culture and Star Wars, Marvel. I got you. It's been a whole night. Uh, amen, brother. All right. All I'll right. Talk to you. <laughs> yep. See you guys.